right, three, two, one. That was better. That was a lot better. I also opened two at the same time, so. I got a bunch of beer on my computer. <laughs> All right, well, welcome back to another episode of, episode two of Trust the Podcast. How are you, Joe? I'm doing well, thanks. Uh, I am excited to embark on the second episode of Trust the Podcast, and I bet you don't, so. Um, I guess it's just, like, I just, I'm not that funny, then. I think 100% of our listeners uh, watch Letterkenny. <laughs> that includes uh you me mike macklin and i don't know if anyone else listens so hayden hood uh, shout out oh hood does too yeah i made him because <laughs> he's the one that made me get it on spotify because he said i'll listen to it if you get it on spotify thank you thank you mr hood thank you <clears throat> all right well we're gonna start with some nfl around the nfl talk um, that has to do with the Eagles a little bit. So there have been trade rumors surrounding Deshaun Watson and, and whether or not um, he would come to the Eagles. It looks like the Miami Dolphins and the Jets are the front runners right now. But what do you think, um, everything else aside, what do you think it would take to get Deshaun to the Eagles? So I keep seeing like the same article everywhere. That says the same it has the same quote from I think it was Adam Schefter is the one that's talking about the Eagles potentially being in uh, trade talks or have been discussing within their own building trading for Deshaun Watson and the quote is that they're willing to quote trade everything which mm. is kind of concerning considering our team is already it's already a shit roster so. Stripping down everything to get to Sean is what it would take. I think you'd have to include, obviously, Jalen Hurts, number six this year, probably a first rounder next year. Uh, I would say, I'd say no less than three first rounders, a few seconds, Jalen Hurts, and maybe like two other good players. Like uh, Derek Barnett and. Uh... I don't think they'd want Derek Barnett. I'd, I'd say probably something like, because they don't really have a tight end. They'd probably want Dallas oh, Goddard. That? Oh. Hmm. They would I take mean, Packers, wouldn't they? Uh, maybe. Uh, they're one of the teams that are reportedly trying to trade for him. Yeah. So maybe maybe they would just take Zachers. I would say they'd probably want younger players, though. Younger, higher upside. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe they'd ask for Miles Sanders. They love running backs. So maybe. Maybe Miles Sanders, maybe, you know, other young players like that. I agree that it would probably that's it probably take probably take all that and bag of balls thrown in there too. So And that's still not as good of an offer as what the Dolphins can offer. So Yeah, how many first rounders do they have in the next like three years? They a lot. Play. And they could yeah, probably they, get even more if they trade back from pick three. Mm-hmm. So what I've heard is that's what they're planning on doing. They since they think Deshaun's going to hold out, they're willing to trade back to get even more capital to trade for Deshaun. I mean, it makes sense. I, I don't think Deshaun's, especially with you know, we're not even going to get into this too much, but especially with all the allegations that are coming forward, I think any that kind of potentially puts off any deal until that all gets figured out. So. Oh. It kind of gives the Dolphins a little bit more leverage in that situation that he's probably not going to get dealt anywhere until that stuff clears up. 
uh, or does yeah. not clear up, depending on the outcome. So mm-hmm. I think they can definitely wait, trade back from pick three, which is going to be the smart thing to do. And then they'll have even more first-round draft picks to potentially trade in the future. Yeah. Um, so that brings us to the question of, you know, if the Eagles were in on it and we, when we gave them that offer, would it even be worth it? What do you think? I think no, because this team needs like a lot more than a quarterback right now. We need everything pretty much. I'm in the exact same boat just because like we saw what Deshaun Watson can do on an ass team last year. He was like the most accurate passer in the NFL. He was one of the he was like towards the top of the passing like yards leaders. Like he was towards the top of that list. He had 33 touchdowns, excuse me, and seven interceptions. And he, his team is still picking, or would be picking third if they hadn't traded that pick to uh, the Dolphins a few years ago for Laramie Tunsil. So they were the third worst team. You said Laramie, isn't it Laramie? I don't know, dude. I don't fucking. <laughs> I've never heard someone say Laramie. <laughs> Laramie, Laramie. Larry, let's just call him fucking Larry. Larry fucking Tunsil. Larry Tunsil. Uh, so he, even being perhaps a top three quarterback this past year, they still are the third worst team in the NFL. Yep. So <laughs> I don't think that putting him on our team, like he's trying to get away from a bad organization. He would be coming right to a bad organization. Mm-hmm. He probably wouldn't fucking want to be here. He'd probably just become a free agent after getting here um, and playing here for however, I think three more years his deal is or something like that. Um, So I I just think we don't have the supporting cast to actually make him competitive in the NFL. So I just think we just need to take our time, rebuild the roster, get young guys in, and giving up everything for Deshaun Watson would not be worth it. And it would not be the best thing for building the Eagles in the future. Yeah, I think we were pretty much in agreement on that. But then that kind of brings us to our next point, which is Juju Smith-Schuster, like allegedly turning down higher paying deals with both the Eagles and the Ravens to stay in Pittsburgh, which means that the Eagles are serious about wide receivers seemingly. Um, But even then, that, that kind of is contradictory to the Eagles building the right way. Why do you say that? I don't think signing a giving a wide receiver who had a pretty bad year a lot of money and, a, and for a lot of years um, is the best way for us to build, especially when we're having some cap problems for the next like I don't know three to five years. Okay, uh, I, I thought you were saying like building the wide receiver room was not the best way. So I, I was just a little confused on your verbiage there. So you're saying giving money to an okay receiver as opposed to just building the wide receiver room in general. I'm saying that giving we can't be spending a lot of money on anyone this year, let alone mortgaging our future even more. Um, so I think signing any seriously big free agents like Juju Smith-Schuster is, even though he had a pretty bad year last year, I think that would just be stupid to do in general. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I don't like Juju. I don't think he's really that good at all, uh, and I, I never really have. I think he benefited. That one really, really good year he had, he did With benefit Antonio. from. Yeah. yeah, Antonio Brown was getting double covered every fucking play. Mm-hmm. So it just opened up Juju 
in the more like short, shallow, intermediate areas of the field. So um, I don't think he's that good of a receiver. I'm glad that <laughs> he stayed in Pittsburgh. I know Rourke is – shout out Rourke. I know he's super happy that he didn't come to the Eagles um, because he hates him. So, uh, yeah, I'm glad that we didn't end up signing Juju. But what do you think of potentially – signing Kenny Galladay, who is didn't, still a free agent didn't, as of right now. Wait, I thought he signed with the Dolphins. Wait, did he really? I'm going to look it up. I thought he signed did, with somebody. If, he, if I missed that, I spelled his name wrong, too. Ah! Uh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. This is not good. Apparent, so he's still a free agent. He is talking with the New York Giants today. Well, that makes so much sense because his boy Golden Tate's there. Yeah, so that's not ideal. Putting anyway. lipstick on the pig, to quote uh, Michael Kist, uh, of that is uh, Danny Dimes. I I don't know. They need, they need more help at offensive line before they do that. But I don't know. They they probably gonna they'll probably draft a wide receiver this year too. Yeah, I think they'll I think they'll do the same. So, would you – I'd rather draft a wide receiver this year uh, just because it's a really good class. But let's say we draft a quarterback instead. Would, would you would you want to be in on the Kenny Galladay sweepstakes? I think – so, he's not like a high-volume receiver. He's more of a – and at least in my mind, he's more of a take-the-top-off-the-defense, like deep targets type – type of guy. Uh, I don't know if that's He was Matthew Stafford's number or... one target last couple of years. Yeah, but he's not he's not what I would consider like a volume receiver like Jordan Matthews was for us back in the day or like um trying to think of another like volume type receiver. Well Travis Fulgham. Maybe. I don't know. I in in my mind he's just not the guy that's like the dependable guy, he's more just like the deep target. I don't know if that's off base or not. Um, to be honest, I haven't watched the Lions enough to really, really know. But that's just what he is in my mind. Well, the other problem is he's on the Lions, so you really don't know what you're getting. Is he looking better because Matthew Stafford was throwing to him and he's the only option, or was like meaning he's not that good, or is he just being held back by the Lions? You don't really know. Yeah. So I I I would like to sign him depending on how cheap you can get him. It sounds like the fact that he hasn't been signed yet says to me that he's not getting the types of offers that he thought he would be and that he might be able to be gotten for cheaper. So it depending on how cheap you can get him, which I mean, Nelson Aguilar just signed for 13 million per year, right? More than Corey so, Davis did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I he'll probably be, end up being more expensive than that, which the Eagles cannot afford right now, especially considering the type of talent that's in the first round of the draft for wide receiver. Mm-hmm. So if that's the type of price we're looking at, no. But if if we can somehow get him underneath Nelson Aguilar's deal, then sure, maybe. Um, and I trust one of the few things I trust Howie in doing is getting open cap space to be able to do that. So. I wouldn't. I wouldn't hate it, but I would definitely rather draft one 
right now, considering it'll just be a lot cheaper. Yeah, um, and we can get to that um, in a, in a, right like in a little bit here on our first round draft. But before we do that, we're going to talk more about some free agents. Um, Adoree Jackson, corner from – he's playing in uh, on the Titans, right? Yeah. I think he played uh, at USC, I think. <laughs> the way my voice went up just now, I was like, what did she say? <laughs> what did she say? Um. That reminds me, I'm, I listened to our last podcast and I'm officially retiring my Stephen A. Smith impression. It's not very good and it sounds bad on the podcast, so <laughs> that's done. Um, anyway, yeah, Adore Jackson. Yeah, my, my memory is good, bro. Holy shit, I can't believe I remembered that. Remembered what? That he went to University of South yes. Southern California. Sorry, I almost said South Carolina because that's the real oh. USC. Shout out Gamecocks. Go Cox, baby. <laughs> so, uh, side note, because that just reminded me, and I'm a little buzzed right now. Um, I decided I always have to think super hard on what to get my sister and my brother-in-law for like Christmas or like their birthdays or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so the last time I got, like, I got them a gift. I got them this. It's like Cards Against Humanity, but for Harry Potter, because my sister loves Harry Potter. Um, and then the time before that, I got them shower beer holders um, that yeah. have like funny sayings on it. I decided the other day because I realized my sister went to South Carolina, the Gamecocks, and my brother-in-law went to Oregon State, which is the Beavers. So I'm getting one, one of them. Oh, I'm no. getting my sister just a shirt that says Cox in like the colors, and I'm getting my brother-in-law a shirt that says Beavers in, in their colors. Oh my god, <laughs> that's really funny. I am a notoriously awful gift giver, uh, which is. Which works out because my girlfriend just likes it when we go like and do something instead for like her birthday. So I can't. I am the worst gift giver of all time. Well, if you need ideas, I you're apparently help. pretty good. I'm. I'm. I'm fucking. I'm really good at giving gifts, bro. I think usually. Well, that one's pretty fucking hilarious. So I'm with you. I'm, I'm trying to find one that says beeves instead of just beeves. You can make it. Probably. Cox and beeves. <laughs> <laughs> I think they'd have a good shot. I can see your sister just walking around the house with a shirt that says Cox. Like, <laughs> like not Fletcher Cox spelling, but, you know. Like you actual know. cock. Yeah. Okay, anyway, Adoree Jackson. He's fast as shit, which is good. And I he was, don't he, really know anything about him because the only corner on their team that I know anything about is Malcolm Butler, and he's seen better days. He just got cut. So what, tell me about Adoree Jackson. What do you like? What do you not like? He's fast as shit. I remember that was like his calling card coming out of college. And he had a pretty good first year. And then since then, he's kind of fallen off a little bit. I don't think – the Eagles do obviously do not have a good track record with cornerbacks in general and also specifically free agent cornerbacks. Like, remember Nani Asamoah? Yeah. Darius Slade. I mean, he wasn't big play slay, but he... No, he wasn't. He had one interception all year. It was like the pretty last much two got last games. That, Other than the DK Metcalf game where he got sunned by a much larger human being. <laughs> uh, why, yeah, that... I don't know. He started out the season really good, and then he just... Maybe well, he got banged he's up. Getting older. Old. Yeah. I think maybe he's just getting older. Um, so, I mean, I wouldn't hate a Dory Jackson signing. Depending again on how cheap you're getting him, which considering that he had like 
two or three not great years in a row, yeah. you could probably get him for cheaper. I know he is also visiting the Giants today. Or, no, no, he's visiting Monday, Monday morning, the Giants, and then he's visiting us Monday night. So if he doesn't leave New York with a contract, I wouldn't hate if they got him for, for like, cheaper. So um, he's fast, which is more than you can say about most of the Eagles' corners. Yeah. Um, so sticking with the secondary, the Eagles, when did we sign Anthony Harris? Uh, it was yesterday. Yesterday? I think it was, yeah. So today is Saturday the 20th, so Friday the 19th. Um, so signing Anthony Harris at safety, um, he's a guy that led the league in 2019 in interceptions. Um, I'm not really sure where, what, like what kind of safety he is, to be honest with you. Uh, but he seems to be pretty good, right? This is a good signing for the Eagles, even though it's only a one-year deal. Yeah, so according to PFF, which, again, I, I'm not the biggest PFF fan because I think they underrate good players frequently and they overrate poor players pretty frequently okay. as well. Um, but according to PFF, he was the second-best free agent available this year. And like, he was all free agents. Yes. And we got him for five million one year. Their prediction of what he was going to get was four years, fifty six million dollars. Okay. And we got him for what one year? How much did you say? Five. Five. That so that's a lot better than what PFF was saying he was going to get. Uh, I'm trying to go through this really quick. Uh. Going through their shit, I probably should have looked this up before. Wait, but... wait, 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 hold on. Let me let me backtrack that real quick. I want to make sure I'm right about the five. Yeah, it says Anthony Harris, one year, five million dollar contract, uh, according to Drew Rosenhaus. Okay, so uh, that gave me a little bit of time to just skim this PFF article I'm looking at right now. Uh, safety Anthony Harris uh, had a 91.1 overall PFF grade a season ago, which is that 2019 season you said. Yep. Um, he is mostly known for his coverage ability, so that's a nice change of pace. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, he was PFF's second-best free agent available this year, and he was tied for first-best safety over the last two years per PFF. So Now, do you think he, he came here on that deal because of Gannon? Since he was his coach. Uh, he was with the Vikings, I think. Yeah, the with the Vikings. Uh, I think that has, a, a, like, the Eagles like bringing in players. The the, the staff or, or somebody within the organization has familiarity with. And they've just, they've always operated that way. And, I mean, there's some merit to that. There's also some, you're going to miss out on some other players if you do that as well. So there's, there's some pros and cons. But I think it's good that, you know, we kind of – Gannon knows the player, has familiarity with him. He's obviously, you know, pretty good if you can get the best out of him. And Gannon – it's kind of like re- equating it to basketball. Tobias Harris has had, like, a comeback season this year, and he's – Best pro- the yep. In my mind, he's the second best player on the Eagle on the Sixers right now, in my mind. And – we brought in Doc Rivers, who knows him. He got like good quality production out of him, 
So Gannon can obviously do that. He's done it before. I think he can do it again. So I, I, I think it's a good signing. I totally agree. I'm worried that there's something we're not seeing here with Anthony Harris. Maybe but. he's going to get injured. Maybe like some sort of injury thing. I don't know. Nothing good happens to us, so... <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, um, bad things happen in Philadelphia. Yeah, yes, they do. I'm going to find so, a way to bring that up in every single episode from now on. Isn't it going to be in the in the intro? Oh, yeah. I, I, I started making that, and it sounds terrible, so... I have, <laughs> I have to I'll, keep working it. <laughs> I'll ask my brother to make us a new one. Okay, yeah. He seems... He made a good one before, so... Yeah. <laughs> So I don't know anything about this. I think you added this today. Yeah, are there, I literally just added it. Are there Nick Foles rumors about returning to Philadelphia? Yes, apparently trade talks have been ongoing with that would be so bad. regard to Nick Foles. NFL Insider says talks of Eagles trading for Nick Foles, quote, have been ongoing. So what's his contract look like? Because I know it's pretty big. Yeah, it's pretty big. I don't know what his contract is, but he signed a big deal with oh, Jackson. I have it right here. Uh, through Bleeding Green Nation, uh, through Jeremy Fowler. So your third stop on the train here. Nick Foles carries a $6.6 million cap hit. So That's not bad for a backup. That's I mean, like, considering that we are barely underneath the cap. It would. I, I literally, I just checked my phone. I literally just got an ESPN. Foles reunion in Philly. Jeremy Fowler breaks down the possibility of Nick Foles being traded back to the Eagles. Back up Jalen Hurts. What I will say is I feel like Jalen has a much better personality to potentially mesh with a Nick Foles reunion than Carson Wentz does. But you know the second Jalen Hurts throws one interception, they're going to be shouting for Nick Foles to come out. Yes. I trust Jalen to to be able to survive in that quarterback room because he did it with a much more volatile quarterback that has way more like prima donna issues. So I trust Jalen Hurts to be able to survive in a quarterback room with Nick Foles. I do not trust the city of Philadelphia to survive those two in the same quarterback no, room. No, not at all. <laughs> so for the sake, for our sanity's sake, the sake of the organization, because they sometimes are beholden to the will of the city which i love because we're just fucking psychotic but we don't even know what we're talking about most <laughs> exactly um because they do sometimes listen too much to the city i don't want nick Foles coming back but if it were you know a city that really doesn't actually care about their sports like every other city pretty much like la and their football yeah la LA. <laughs> then yeah, like, it could happen, and it probably wouldn't be a big deal. But because we are psychos, it, I I just wouldn't want it to happen. LA is a desert, you know. <laughs> Go on, get some tacos. <laughs> you haven't had tacos. You haven't had tacos in LA. <laughs> That's the second letter Kenny referenced this episode. I love it. Good for us. Okay, well, you and I both don't want Nick Foles. I think first round draft. We don't have to do that. No, I think uh, I think we need. Why don't we talk about? I, I do want to bring this up because I was actually just listening to in the car ride home from the gym. I was listening to, which is how I got you the Michael Kist quote. 
um, the SB Nation draft special. I was just listening to that, and they were talking about the Eagles. Oh, yeah, I listened to that, too. Uh, yeah, the the Kisten So Like Reunion show, pretty yeah. much. Um, basically, uh, like, they kind of convinced me we should probably be going quarterback. And it's much, like, I was all aboard the Jalen Hurts train, but then the Jalen alert, Jalen Mills signing with, with the Patriots made me think maybe there isn't actually something to this Jalen alert business. So <laughs> I know uh, all those things are totally connected, but, like, this year we're not, like, the best group this year by far is the quarterbacks, right? I disagree. Really? I think, at least within the first round, I think the best position is wide receiver, in my mind. So, I really only know of three, four, if you're counting Kyle Pitts, wide receivers that are like locks for the first round. All right, so if we're, if we're counting Kyle Pitts, you got Jamar Chase. One of the best talents to come out in a while. I mean, is he a better wide receiver than Trevor Lawrence as a quarterback prospect? I think so. And that's gonna be that's a hot take. That's a hot take. <laughs> I I don't like Trevor Lawrence and that I don't, much you don't as like a quarterback. Clemson, so that's because cool. he so all right. So Trevor Lawrence, this is I'm gonna just get on a quick soapbox just here. Go on in. He like Every other Alabama quarterback, you know, Al, like Al, Al, I guess Jalen Hurts counts as one because he was one for a while. Um, but like AJ McCarron, I can't even think of all the other Alabama quarterbacks that have been drafted that have just not been great because they benefit from having literally the best players in the country all playing on the same offense. Mm-hmm. That is the same thing as Clemson now. Trevor Lawrence came into perhaps like one of the two best like two best programs in the country. He had everything handed to him on a silver platter, and the second thing started to go wrong. He was throwing high over the middle interceptions. He he couldn't hit guys on the sidelines even. Like he he struggled with accuracy. He granted he's fast. He made a lot of defenses look pretty silly when he would just take off and run. He was he was pretty quick. He looked pretty spry out there. That's not going to be the same in the NFL. Like you're taking the top few percent of college football players, and then you're putting them in the NFL. Like all of the best athletes are there. Like he's not going to look the same game speed wise on that field as he did in college. So I just I don't know. But Jamar Chase wins so many different ways on the field against corners. Like, he has the contested catch ability. He's, he's like, really good at, at that. I'd say that's one of his better features as, as Probably him his as a prospect. One. Yep. He's still an electric playmaker with the ball in his hands. He's fast. He runs routes. I Okay, I'd say his route running is probably his it worst is. trait in my it mind, is. but it's still pretty solid. Like, when his cuts... Are, he kind of rounds them sometimes coming out of the break at the top of his route. He rounds it a little bit, but he has the athletic ability and the contested catch ability to, and he like uses his leverage well that it doesn't even really matter, but he still does it like okay. So in my mind, 
Jamar Chase is a better wide receiver or will be a better wide receiver than Trevor Lawrence will be a quarterback. And I'll get off my soapbox about that. But that's I mean, so that's you, a fair enough argument. I would just say that Jamar Chase, the reason he didn't come out last year, I thought was he, wasn't uh, old enough. he was too raw, wasn't he? Oh, he, he, he was too. He wasn't old enough. He just wasn't old enough. That's the only reason you think. Yeah, he didn't have what is it? It's like three, three years separation. Since yeah. Your, yeah, he that it was his second year. This this is his third year. This is his first draft eligible year. This oh. is the only reason he didn't come out. Well, yeah, that was also our biggest thing against Justin Jefferson was he wasn't Justin wasn't even the best wide receiver on that team. Yes, so, and and like yeah, he balled I, out. I think Terrace Marshall is a better receiver than Justin Jefferson was at LSU, and Terrace Marshall is in this draft class. So you got Jamar Chase, you got Jalen Waddell, Devontae Smith, Kyle Pitts, Rashad Bateman, Rondell Moore, who would have been a first-round draft pick if he had been able to come out last year. You have Terrace Marshall. You have Kadarius Toney. Like, those eight players should go in the first round. I, I think all eight of those players are first-round draft picks. They're being... That's inflated slightly because the defensive draft pick, draft selection this year is very down. This is true. That's That's a good point. Uh, like no one in no one should be picking defense top ten, which is like, I still I still think Michael Parsons is the top ten pick. I don't care what anybody says. I know there's been like quote like shit about his character or whatever. I no, I Penn State player. Of course there is. Like I, I just I don't buy any of that just because. Granted, he opted out this year. I there's some merit to being able to opt out this year. Like it's not a big deal to me. Um. And I think if he had played, people would have would be reminded of how good of a player that he is. I think like Jamar Chase, him, uh, some other guys that opted out because of COVID this year, people are just kind of forgetting about them because they didn't put anything on tape, which is which is fair. But True. like the last that we saw of Michael Parsons, he was a hard worker. He was really fucking good. He was the he was one of the best linebackers in the country. I think he was the best linebacker in the country in the 2019 season. So yeah, he was. I just I still think he's a top ten player. But if you can get him at like pick 15, 16, like you're getting a steal. But that's besides the point. But yes, defense is not a great uh, defense. Just doesn't have great draft picks this year compared to the offense. Well, that's also not super fair to say about defenses because normally in the first round you you only are taking pass rushers and pass defenders. You're not really taking the whole defense. Like safeties probably never go in the first round. Same with most. Like, yeah. So all this to say, I think that we sh- like there's no there's no way that Howie doesn't take a quarterback if we value that position so much and they think that this year is like a good quarterback year. Like, and, and their track record of not really valuing the wide receiver position that much and then not doing it well last year. I just think it's all winding up for us to take Justin Fields at six. I hope not. Just because I, I do have a thing against Ohio State quarterbacks. quarterbacks. I know, me similar, too. Similar as an, to as an Ohio State quote-unquote fan, I guess a supporter is probably a better term for me. But, yeah. Um, I, I it's just there's no way we there's no way we grade even Jalen Hurts now better than we grade any of those quarterbacks too. I, I so the Eagles did go to Trey Lance's pro day. That, I, I just really I want that to happen. Yeah, I 
Hey, the fact that he... I know you probably heard this on the Kiss and Chillax show, too. They brought it up. The fact that he threw zero interceptions in his last year, even against FCS opponents, he has like is pretty remarkable. He has, like, 300 pass attempts. Yeah, it's pretty remarkable that you don't throw an interception. Like, no, I'm, what I'm, I'm saying is he has 300 pass attempts total. Like, in oh, perspective. Oh, not like, even just – okay, yeah, okay. Carson, like in perspective, Carson threw 600 some, and that was considered low when he came out. Yeah, so I'm, I mean, I, I don't want to draft Trey Lance either. Um, to me, Zach Wilson, he he just throws to open receivers. He doesn't throw with anticipation. I feel like so I don't want Zach Wilson for that reason. You don't think he's Patty Mahomes 2.0? I I think he's he would be really fun to watch. And for that reason, like if they picked Zach Wilson, which they won't, because he'll go second to the yeah. Jets. Yeah. If if we somehow ended up with Zach Wilson, it would be really fucking fun to watch the Eagles. Similar to the 2017 season when Carson could like do no wrong and he would just yeah. like shed two tacklers and then roll out the back of the pocket, like dodge another and then just launch it downfield and it'd be a touchdown. Like it'd be really fun to watch, but I don't think it'd end up being the best choice that we could make. Um, and then Justin Fields, like like I said, Clemson and Alabama, I think he really benefited from just having the best athlete. Those are the three best college football programs of all time. No. Well, yeah. Like, it's just ridiculous with the talent that those three programs get. So it's, he just, we'll never know. Like, he's going to be, if he comes to the Eagles, he's going to be on one of the worst rosters in the country. Like, how does he, how is he going to handle going from the third best to the sixth worst? I, it's just, I don't know. And I, I just don't trust – I don't trust that. And maybe that's just a, a, a fault of mine that I have that I just don't trust, which is weird because I do trust Mac Jones. I guess I I trust him more than I trust most Alabama quarterbacks, which is why I'm higher on him than I am Justin Fields. Like, Justin Fields is a better quarterback. but Well, I, but, all right, so the other thing – all right, last thing is that Justin Fields is – his player comp is Cam Newton, and you and I are both not a Cam Newton yep, style yeah. play guy. Though he won an MVP and went to the Super Bowl, we're both not really. He didn't dive on the ball, dude. Oh, don't even give. All right, let's just move past it. Uh, so that was the NFL uh, talk we've got for you today. That that NFL round was brought to you by Coors. Um, Coors Banquet is a highly underrated beer. I just enjoyed one myself, and I'm about to enjoy a nice Coors Seltzer Black Cherry. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. shout out to Coors. Well, I, I finished uh, two Coors White Claws because I had to make it our not sponsor related. <laughs> uh, I finished those two, and now I'm drinking a Coors uh, Irish coffee because I need to wake up. A Coors Irish coffee. <laughs> You've been obsessed with those lately, dude. Yeah, they're really, oh, we just have a shit ton of Baileys, and we need to finish it. So, mm, Coors Baileys. Okay, so moving on to the NBA, I actually didn't watch this game because I just knew it was not going to end well. Um, the other, so when was that? Yesterday or two days I think ago? It was two days the, ago, yeah. The Bucks um, beat the Sixers thanks to a really good second half out of them. We were beating them surprisingly through the first, and then at the end of the game, Giannis sits in the Sixers court. Can you, Joe? I don't know if you watched, but could you give us a a rundown of what, like, what, what do you? 
What do you take out of that? So I, I admittedly did not watch all of this game. I just watched bits and pieces, and then... I was gaming, dude. I, I just didn't watch the overtime portion. So what it looks like is... It's not even, like, the very, very end of the game. Giannis hit, like, a dagger. And then, like, ran over to the other side of the court and, like, sat down. And I get it, because that's what I would love to see from my team. That kind of disrespect and trolling. I just... Basketball is that kind of sport where you do that. You do Mm -hmm. that type of shit. Uh, Because I do... I mean... It's obviously very different, but I do it in beer pong all the time, dude. I like I will throw <laughs> I will throw a shot up. I like can see that it's going in. Like when it hits the top of its arc, you know when you just feel that it's going in. Yeah. And then I like try I turn around, walk away, and I like motion to everybody watching with my arms like spread out wide, like kind of like LeBron does sometimes. Or Joel. Um. Yeah. So like it's just that kind of sport. You do it. I also think it's fucking weak that Giannis did it when the MVP of the league was not playing. <laughs> and Joel would have been the guy guarding him. Yeah. And he would not have gone off like he did. So I think it's just weak. Like, I get it. I would want my players to do it. But I just would, if Giannis somehow ever hears this, he's a little bitch because Joel would have held him to, like, way less points. Like, his second half that he had where he went off, would not have happened if Joel was in that game. So um, I just would like to remind Bucks fans. Uh, Are there any Bucks fans? Like I really like three. <laughs> I was I was on their SB Nation site after that game, and they were like talking so much shit. They're like, "Yo, go over to Liberty Ballers. They're like, hot talk about pussies." Blah blah blah. I'm like, first of all, no, you're from fucking Milwaukee. We're from fucking Philly, dude. Philly would beat Milwaukee in a fight any day of the week. Second, like, no, Joel Embiid isn't here, and he's the MVP of the league right now. Like, you can't and, – and then they – and Seth Curry got injured, like, what yeah. was it, third quarter of that game? Yeah. And he was on fire. He's yeah. been on fire recently, like, within, yeah. like, within the last few games. And they were like, yeah, the Sixers weren't at full health, but neither were we. We, we were missing our backup point guard, like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> okay, missing the MVP of the league and your starting shooting guard is very different than not having your backup fucking point guard. So shut the fuck up, Milwaukee. Get the fuck out of here. You're not even a real city. So I actually do like Giannis. I just, like, a, as a guy, as a player, I think he's, he's a good no, guy. I agree. I agree. Um, and so I don't, I'm not, like, mad that he did that. Taunting is, like, that's Joel Embiid's thing. Uh, I will say, I told you I would not be doing any Stephen A. impersonation, so I'll just quote him. No, he saw do this. It, do it, do it, do it. And, well, I, don't, I can't say it like he did anyway. But um, sometimes I really agree with Stephen A., and sometimes I'm, like, so, like, so, so mad about some of the stuff he says. But I agree with that's him in this instance. That's for, what's best about him. That's his best oh, right, feature. Exactly. That's why he has his own show like and then and we are a podcast on spotify that we had to change the name of to get on spotify <laughs> so uh he said you know like i don't really care about Giannis sitting there you know where he's been sitting where it counts the last few junes on his couch because he hadn't <laughs> yeah I, he's, didn't, I didn't hear that <laughs> yeah and um and i was like that's a really good point steven thank you <laughs> like uh so, so have we, I, and that's so. true. Like everyone, like has been so high on Giannis, and you know, his team never even makes it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Or I guess they did, didn't they? Uh, they did, yeah. and they lost to yeah. the Raptors. Yeah, and we did. 
Yeah, yeah. In six games though, we took them to seven. Just so everybody knows. Yeah, we would have. We would have won the East if we had beaten. Them. Yeah, we would have. If we had won in overtime that game, which there's no saying we would have. So. Talking about the Raptors, though, that's a good segue. Have you ever been on a Segway? No. I have not, and they look like Paul Bort. Paul Bort is probably the only one that can pull it off. I tried I'm sorry, to I just... watched that movie the other day, and I just I fell asleep. So. So I was listening to uh, another <laughs> tangent. I was listening to Joe Rogan, um, <laughs> and he he apparently Kevin James is like really good at MMA. Like he will fuck your shit up. I, I don't doubt it. The dude's a, he's a big dude. Well, that's the thing. Like you think he's just like I don't know. You think like he's just like this fat, funny guy, but apparently he's super strong. So it's fun. The reason I laughed when you when you brought up the Joe Rogan podcast is because last night when I, so after I stopped playing Warzone with you because I guess you thought that I wasn't coming back. Um, Rourke happened to get on, so I was playing with Rourke you- and what. I fell asleep, but I wanted to play with Rourke, but whatever. Uh, yeah, I was playing with Rourke and two of his buddies, and the I was like, yeah, guys, I don't know. I got, like, one more in me, and they're like, what? Come on. Stay I was like, no, I got to get up early tomorrow, walk the dog, and do my podcast. <laughs> and because Rourke knows about the podcast, and so then he started chuckling, and um, the, the, like his friends were like, oh, what do you podcast about? And Rourke was like, they pretty much just quote the Joe Rogan podcast all the time. <laughs> <laughs> even though like obviously we don't like we this is the first time we've ever brought it up he was just yeah. like fucking with us um and so it's just funny that this is the first time it ever came up and it came up after Rourke was like they pretty much just uh quote the joe rogan podcast all the time well um kevin james can fucking roll that's all i'm saying maybe he can beat up Giannis. he definitely could dude he definitely could i'm taking kevin james like they're probably, they, you know, Vegas would probably give him plus money, and I would put, like, I don't know. i put a little money on Kevin James to win that because I, Kevin James is a fucking monster, and if Joe Rogan says he's a monster, I believe it. Um, anyway, segue, Kevin James, uh, Paul Bart Mall Cop. That brings us to Kyle Lowry. <laughs> <laughs> um the Sixers have been rumored in, in trading for Kyle Lowry to bring him back to his hometown Philly where he played at Villanova. Um, it, except I really, I really don't want Kyle Lowry on our team. I, I don't, I don't see the fit. I don't see like, what are we going to do? Have that guy. He's a pretty expensive contract. And we're going to, what are we going to have him do? Be our backup point guard. I, it doesn't make sense to me. Uh, it, like shake Milton's been injured a lot this year. He's not a great creator, but he can get his own shot, which is kind of all like if you, if you can, Get your own shot. That kind of means that you can get into open space where you can make a pass anyway. And that's what we liked a lot about TJ McConnell, that and his full court press every single time he was on the floor. But we don't need Kyle Lever. We need we probably need a better like we need more shooting. Like Danny Green is either he's he's either really good or he's Danny Bricks. Like last year the I follow LeBron fan page and they just like Danny Bricks fucked us again boys and like they're like good riddance Danny Bricks when they when, when he signed with the Sixers and I was kind of not excited about the signing uh until he went off for a little bit there but he's pretty bad again so I mean, yeah he, he's always been a pretty streaky shooter yeah 
Um, who? So the Denver Nuggets is that Will Barton? They've been uh, shopping. I don't know. I have not so, kept up with the Nuggets. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just, Will Barton. I, I don't know. The Nuggets are just have and always will be an irrelevant franchise to me. Besides the time that they had AI. So. So NBA trade rumors: Will Barton heads to uh, Philadelphia 76ers. That's the rumor that's going on right now. Um, is he any good? Like what? What's up? Yeah, he's he's a better three point shooter. Um, he's younger. Is probably he as good at defense slash. I mean, Danny no. hasn't been that great, but Danny hasn't been that great, which is just kind of because he's getting older. But uh, so let's see. Will Barton is current favorite in teams offensive output. He's a small forward, which is what Danny's playing right now. Even though Danny's more of a two guard. Um, let's see. He's been, he was producing 15.1 points, 6.3 rebounds, shooting 45% from three last year, but apparently his numbers are down. Anyway, um, he's shooting a career high 46.8% this year. So PJ Tucker's gone. He got traded already. George Hill... That's backup point guard for us. I don't really like him. I didn't like him on the Cavs when I was watching the Cavs for LeBron. Plus, he's on the Bucks. We don't want any of their secondhand shit. So, that's pretty much, like, that's who I'd rather get for pretty much, it'd be a similar price to Lowry. Um, so, my thoughts on all of the trade Sixers type deal. So, our trade pieces include Matisse Leibel. No! Tyrese Maxey. Yes. Freaking Seth Curry and Danny Green. Those are like our four player trade pieces mm-hmm. that could like headline a deal. Yeah. I don't want to trade any of those four for someone that's not going to be in the starting five. Agreed. Because. Which is why I think Will Barton sounds makes more sense. Because losing even Danny Green. For a backup point guard, no good. They're not like he's not going to. Kyle Lowry wouldn't start in the starting five with Ben Simmons out there. It makes no sense to me. So, I mean, unless unless they do what the Sixers did with Brett Brown in the playoffs, which is move Ben to four, which I didn't love because then what's Ben doing? Yeah, Ben's best thing is his passing, so he needs yeah. to stay at the point. Yeah, I mean, I guess he could be a point forward, but. LeBron's know. been the only one that's really been able to make that work. I mean, Jokic is good at that at the center position, but... I don't know. I just... The only people that I want to be training for are... I mean, I don't know anything about this Barton guy, so I can't provide any commentary on that. But, <laughs> um, like, Zach Levine or freaking... Um, what's his face? Bradley Beal. Like, those are still the only two that I have in my mind that I would want to really trade for. Because our team is still first in the East right now. Somehow. Like, if it's working, I don't want to potentially mess that up if we're not getting a star player to start in the starting five. It's just, it it doesn't make sense to me to, like, work on the margins like that. Unless we're trade, because we would like again, we would have to trade one of those four players that I mentioned, 
who are all important role players. I guess Tyrese Maxey, not so much, but he's still super young. Like, he's... Yeah. I wouldn't want to miss out on his potential upside for a fucking 34-year-old backup point guard. So... Uh, in George just, Hill? Or, yeah, Lowry, you mean? In Lowry, yeah. So, I don't know. I, I would not want to trade for anyone that isn't a borderline all-star that's hmm. in the starting five. So, I would say... I agree with you, except for I don't really think they need to be all stars or borderline all stars. Like, I don't know. Will Barton is younger and he's better at shooting than Danny Green, which is why I like him. I think he, I think we probably have to give up more than Danny Green, probably have to give him a, a pick. I don't know if it's a first or a second, but, or swapping probably like a, a second, first or a second. Probably a second, yeah. Um, or maybe like a protected first. Right. I, I just, I, I don't love Danny Green. I know, like you like his tattoos and shit. I just don't. I don't. I don't like. Like, like he's been on the last two championship winning teams, which is cool. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, we have Dwight Howard. He also won a championship last year. So, you know. Let me just open my Coors White Claw here. Well, the Coors. Course is only bringing us the NFL section, I believe. Uh, or was he bringing us? Were they bringing us NBA? I don't know. We can come up with another one. We can because I've Probably got a diff- Romans wipes. Because <laughs> oh, the are fucking everybody up right now. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, so you, so before you were bringing up Joel B, Joel Embiid being the Joel L MVP, uh, before being the. MVP of the league, and but now he's injured. He's gonna be out. What? What was it? Eight weeks, or eight games? I don't remember which one. Uh no, it's it'll probably be like three, four weeks. I so think. okay, he said so, multiple weeks. So what? Do you think even with that, can he still win MVP? Because I'll give you. So his odds, um, got a lot he, worse. He had just taken the lead. He was the odds-on favorite. And then he got injured. Yep. I don't... So the injury actually wasn't... It wasn't that bad. Thank God. But it was just a bone contusion, right? I've hyperextended my knee like that before, and it really hurts. And I don't think I've ever done it as badly as he did, considering he's probably twice as heavy as I am. And the thing is, like, he didn't do any damage to the ligaments or tendons, apparently, so... I don't hate that he's sitting out a lot of time, to be honest with you. I just, the only thing is I'm going to worry about his conditioning when he comes back. So I'm not sure he, honestly, like the narrative this year is that LeBron wins another MVP. If you're paying attention to like his comments the other day about how he should have had more than four and stuff like that. It's a very political award. It's not so much a who is the best. Yeah, I mean, it's because he's getting towards the end of his career at this point. So... The number of accolades that he has doesn't really match his dominance that he's had. So they're, I think it's like a retroactive, like, let's get LeBron all the shit that he deserves yeah. type deal. So I don't think Joel was ever really going to win MVP unless he had, like, a double-double average that was, like, super high points-wise, which is what he was going to have. But yeah, I don't he think was it was going to be enough. yeah. I don't think it was ever going to be enough. Um, so 
I'm not also I'm not super mad that he's not gonna win MVP a little bit because I get a like chip on his shoulder. Of our Philly guys always get snubbed, and I, I think they deserve more respect than they get because for some reason there is a media bias against the city of Philadelphia. Like when Carson Wentz was here before he got traded, it was like, oh, the Eagles suck. Carson Wentz sucks. And then once he got traded to the Colts, it was like the Colts will be Super Bowl champions yeah. next year. Yeah. So like there just is and this inherent Philadelphia like anti-Philadelphia bias. We deserve I, it. We deserve it. It's all right. Nobody likes us, and we don't care. Throwback to our previous name. Yeah. Um, but it, I, I think it'll always be that way. And so I don't really care. Also a throwback. We don't care. Uh, but, I, you know, you do want to see your guys get the accolades that they should. Because he should get it. But because now he's going to be missing some time. And it's going to give LeBron more stats to, to pad his resume for this season. It's, it's not going to happen. I him. just wanted to see a repeat um, MVP depoy. Like 2001 uh, AI and uh, Matumbo. <laughs> I mean, that'd be pretty cool. I mean, I was four at the time, so I, you know, I really remember that a lot. But uh, that was the last time that's happened on anyone's team. Also, before I move on from NBA, because this is the first time we're bringing it up since it's happened, our earned jerseys suck. They suck. Dude. How many? How many times are we gonna get a cream colored jersey that has something to do? With fucking seventeen seventy six, Declaration some, of Independence. Some dumb shit. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, come on, let's get over it. Let's let's move past this. Nike is usually really on point with their shit. They cannot figure it out. Like the first one was really cool. I I I I loved the first one. The second one was like, okay, like I'm still gonna buy it because I collect jerseys and shit. Well, the second I'm one was just like parchment colored. That was the only difference on it, wasn't it? No, it was it was like the exact same thing, but it, instead of saying Phila, it said Philadelphia. And the numbers were red, and it was a different font. Oh, so and, and it had it had that's the, the like Assassin's Stone thing Simmons on the side of the bottom. Oh, like stuff. You know, you think it's yeah. Like... No, it, it. I liked Ben's change of pace. It, it wasn't the earned jerseys. It was just the the city jerseys, which every every team gets a city jersey, mm-hmm. and only the the last year's playoff teams get an earned jersey. Uh, but I, and then the champion gets like gold accents, where everyone else gets silver, right. which I think is dope, actually. It's just the. I, I appreciated that Ben was doing something different, and if it was executed better, it would have been cool. Well, the thing I, is, like, I like that they that had was... the TTP in there too. Like that was a cool little well, little. But nugget. that's also exactly what the boathouses look like at night. Like not. I, no, I get it. It just it looked in my mind. It looked tacky. I didn't like that the numbers were like where they were and the colors uh-huh. that they were and the font. I just thought it looked weird. Uh, it was, but it was a good attempt. And this was an attempt that I don't respect. It looks dumb. It's the exact same thing they've done the last three years. And I just, yeah, I'm over it. I let, they should let me design it. We should, I think, I'm on the on the Love Park theme train right now. I think it'd be really cool if we did something with Love Park. And we like use different colors uh, for that. I think it'd be, I think it'd look really cool. Yeah, I obviously, I'm not a designer, so I can't yeah, do it. But because you, you, other t- other teams, you'll see like the Miami Heat just brought out a yellow jersey. What? Yellow? And they do that like cotton candy bullshit too. Like we could get crazy with it if we wanted to, but um, because the- their Miami, their Miami Vice jersey, like they okay, they did the same thing like four years in a row, 
Yeah. But because, it, I mean, it's just such a clean look. I love Tyler Hero because yeah, I just think he's hilarious and I love he's his funny. personality. He's got some hood tendencies. And I love their their black Miami Vice jerseys. I think those, those were the first ones that they did. I love those jerseys so much that I got a custom that jersey, but with Tyler Hero's name on it, even though he wasn't in on their team at that point. Yeah. So, like, I, I just love that jersey so much. That's the one I got, but... Uh, it was also a fake one, so it's Chinese, and it doesn't look exactly the same. <laughs> like, the colors are a little bit off. But <laughs> it was only, like, 20 bucks. I was like, it's worth it. Um, but I just, they need to figure something out. Here's what they should do, Joe. You want to do different colors. Do you remember, what was it, 2006 against the, the Eagles versus the Lions? They did the blue and gold jerseys? No. I went. Oh, dude, that looks so bad. I went to the <laughs> game. It did look bad. But I think it would look better as a basketball jersey. That I mean that'd be kind of cool, but it's not like a prominent city thing. I feel like most it's of our, them are it's pretty the city colors, just blue and gold. Wait, for real? If you google that shit, you will find out that Philadelphia's city colors are blue and gold. Like Charlestown Elementary School, bitch. I I, I would feel <laughs> I feel like it would look too much like what the Jazz jerseys. Oh. I I don't know. I guess like the old one that Allen Iverson. I feel like it would be weird because Allen Iverson went to the like the powder blue and gold mm-hmm. Denver Nuggets jerseys, and that would be like weird because like he's our best player of all time. Uh, potentially, no disrespect to Dr. J. Yeah, no disrespect. Uh, and Moses Malone, no or fucking not Moses, the other yeah. Malone. Yeah. Was it Moses? Yeah. Okay. Um. But Barkley. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I'm just not. I don't. I think it's because I don't like Barkley as a commentator that I just don't <laughs> respect him as a player. He also threw a dude off a roof or some shit one time that were over like a gambling debt. It's not like the greatest guy, though. He did beat Shaq in a bench off. So that's pretty funny because Shaq is fucking huge. But yeah, I don't know. I I think that blue and gold was just like weird. I I'm sure there there's just way better things out there you can do. Love Park just being one of them. Um, like a like a weird pink and black Love Park jersey, but designed a right way. I think could be really sick. They just need to figure out something new. Because, and I appreciate the rock the Rocky attempt for the urn jerseys was cool. I have that one. I have it. A TJ oh McConnell yeah, that was cool. Because like obviously it didn't look the best, but like the whole story the story behind it was super sick and like. That just remi- that type of mentality reminded me of T.J. McConnell because he just like encapsulated that for me. He's probably my favorite Sixer of all time. Uh, so I have a T.J. McConnell like earned jersey from the Rocky, and it's like what my favorite jersey that I own because it's unique and nobody else has that probably. So, but uh-huh. all right, we can stop talking about it because we've been talking about it for like ten minutes now. <laughs> okay, well that brings us to kind of our last topic because of the day, which is the NHL, because the. Um, Baseball yeah, our, started yet. Our MLB correspondent cannot be reached right now. Yeah, we yeah. So we also we like I like going to baseball games. I know like all of our starters and everything on the team, but I just like I don't really know enough about baseball to be honest. I guess we could we could answer who's going to start at at uh, center field, but we'll get to that after. Wait, NFL. who is going to start at center field? Well, it's up. We have like four potential options. Oh, you mean to talk about it? Yeah, okay. Well, cool. except for Hasley, Hazley is injured, so three options now. Well, well, four if you include Roman Quinn, but we'll get there. I do include Roman Quinn. Anyway, uh, in the NHL, uh, the Flyers have gone from after the pause. 
they did a little brief pause for COVID shit. And just like last year after the pause, we are not playing well. Actually, I would go ahead just to say we are playing poorly as we are no longer in playoff spot. And I think at the pause, we were in first place. And now we're in fifth place. We were in we just first lost. place. Uh, like, we hadn't played as many games as everybody else. At the, games so. in hand don't matter if you don't win them, which we're not doing. Right, right. We lost 9 to nothing against the Rangers. We beat the Islanders 4-3, and the Islanders have been kind of our Achilles heel, though. So they were, nice. I think they're at the top right now, because Boston also is on a slide. Uh, but, I mean, if you don't win the game after you lose 9 to nothing, you've got some problems. In my humble opinion. Was that a, a Coors banquet? Um, actually, no. It was a Coors Bud Light seltzer mango Mai Tai. All right, so NBA and NHL sections brought to you by Coors Seltzer and Roman's Wipes. Yeah. Because the Sixers are Everyone's fucking everyone, fucking. and the Flyers are getting fucked. Yeah. And really, like, I just feel so bad for Carter Hart because – that's such a cerebral position that what you really need is like a little bit of a confidence boost every now and then, because you like Carey price, you know, he's a good example of you are, you can be the best goalie in the league one year. And then the next year, not as good just because you're not in the same mental space or like maybe your defenseman changed and you're not really sure like how to play with them as much. And that like Carter Hart was, you know, standing on his head for us in the playoffs last year. And then now, especially with Niskanen gone, like, we don't have that guy who's our top defenseman. Like, Provy was good. He's, I mean, he's he's the quarterback in the fucking power play, right? So it's obvious that he's a pretty offensively-minded defenseman. He's a good defenseman, don't get me wrong, but he needs another, he needs a stronger top pairing than Travis Sanheim. Boo! Know, Sanheim! You know, like, they put Sanheim back on the second line with, uh, what's his name? His name escapes me, but our is so Ghost Bear. No, maybe, maybe you're right. But Gosses Bear's like Sandheim and Gosses Bear are also fairly offensively minded defensemen, and it's kind of just like what, like I know that's how you score on power plays a lot of the time. Um, you get it back to the defenseman on the blue line, and then either they can shoot it from there to get it to a deflection or an open player. But it's tough when you don't have a big body like Niskanen back there to actually like body the opponent's skill players right so we're kind of like like Provorov's good with his stick but he doesn't throw his body out there but that's kind of the way he plays like he plays like more minutes than anyone else on the team each game it's just tough it's tough for me because are we in a win now situation or are we going to let our players develop more risking losing Giroud and Voracek I mean, I, I don't really know. Um, I just, it's, I'm with you on Carter Hart because I was, I was kind of against. I thought he was playing like really, really poorly. Which I mean, he hasn't been playing his best, but it's That's hard. That's fine, especially for the middle of the season. You don't need him to play his best in the middle of the season. It's hard to play well when your defense is atrocious. And yeah. Our defense is atrocious. It's not well, even. I don't just even Travis think he Sandheim started the game, point, dude. The nine and zero game. I think he. I think uh, Moose started that game, who had been playing really well, and the last few games he's played have been really bad. 
So and I know I've said that Travis Sanheim is my whipping boy on the on the Flyers. At this point, dude, it's just the entire defense. They're they're awful. Um and I just I don't know. I'm not gonna like I've watched definitely more games than I usually have of the Flyers. Uh because I mean playoff hockey is electric. Yep. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna watch every game nope. in the regular season. And I'm glad I didn't watch the nine nine to zero game because yeah. that's just I would have lost my fucking mind. But it just, uh, I don't know. Hopefully they can figure it out. I'm going to watch less and less games because I don't really, under- don't, like, I know I know football. I know basketball. I kind of know baseball. I I never played hockey, so I just don't really I grasp it the same. I've gotten so into it the last few years. My, my friends in college were always like, Mitch, you would love hockey if you would get into it. Just stop shitting on it and try to understand hockey. It's I never fun. did. It's really fun. It's but really it's fun. really yeah. not fun when you're losing to te- like I hate the Bruins. I hate the Islanders. I fucking hate the fucking Capitals and I hate the Penguins. I hate those four teams so fucking much. I honestly don't really mind the Rangers that much. I I don't either. Whatever. Well, it's because we had like a respectful rivalry back in the day, I think. Um and they're like they're actually like New York's team compared to where the Islanders are better than them right now. Uh, well, anyway, I just like the Bruins a lot as well. I really respect the Islanders' game. I like just grinding you into the dust, forechecking you into oblivion. Is kind of just how they're playing their game. And the Knicks actually have taken after them, um, and they're playing that way now too. That was I. I watched. I listened to the, the game on the radio and then watched that game a little bit. And it was they were like neither team was over a hundred points, but. Um, so a lot of, from, from what I can tell, like from last year's Islanders series where we lost in seven and then this year still like we, for whatever reason, we really struggled to get through the neutral zone into the four check. Once we get there, we would, we can set up decently in the offense, but, but like notably this year against all the Bruins in every game, especially the outdoor game, and then against the Penguins in our most recent series with them, and then especially last year in the playoffs against the Islanders and the Habs, uh, we really struggled to get through the, the neutral zone and, and get into the forecheck, which is like pucks get the four, like forecheck and get pucks on net. That's like the defenses win championships of hockey. Like pucks on net, forecheck, and we we can't do those things for some reason like we can get pucks on net but they're not good looks like not every shot is equal to another and for whatever reason we we just can't like we give we turn the puck over so much that's your big thing at Sandheim is we turn the puck over so much in the neutral zone which leads to these odd man breaks for the other team which is what the rangers excel at and that's how they were able to put up seven on us in the second period it's so depressing to say and also hear seven yeah. In the second. Yeah. Um, and, and here's here's part of it. Elaine Vigneault, who I actually really like, is he's very easy to get behind and respect. But he spreads our talent across all four lines. And I mean that our best player, Sean Couturier, at times has been on the fourth line, which doesn't make sense to me. The Bruins put all of their best players on their first line. They call it the perfection line because it has Pasternak, Marshawn and Bergeron all on the same line. 
that's what we that's, we'll do that with our special teams with our power plays, but like I, that's I think that's why we're struggling on the power play a little bit too is because like they don't have the chemistry with each other even though Katuria and Giroux are boys, it's still tough. And I don't even know who like our top guys are because it changes from night to night because it's spread out so much. Like one night Konechny will go off and the next JVR will go off. Okay, well, and then Giroux struggles to get looks because he's playing with lesser players. So that's just kind of like why I don't know why we're doing it the way we're doing it. I don't know how to answer that question because you definitely know more about the NHL than I do. Um, I've gotten so into it lately with podcasts and just like my girlfriend's roommate is a big hockey guy. Like he plays adult league hockey and everything. Mm. Like he's and every time I come over, like and there's a Flyers game, it's like that's what we're doing. Dude, you Even should, you a, should jo- like you should learn how to skate and join a beer league. I would love to. You should do that. You should ask your girlfriend's roommate to teach you. He's ten years older than me, so it's like a little bit intimidating to do. No, it's not just. I think that'd be good bonding for you guys. It would be, and he like asked Audrey since. Um, he's like pretty much, he's like been thinking about asking his girlfriend to marry him, which is their other roommate for a long time. Um, he like told Audrey, like your next boyfriend, like just has to like sports. So I have someone to talk to you about. And like, luckily I did. <laughs> uh, hey, so Sunday, like so much you have a fucking podcast. You're right. Exactly. And I don't think they know that because I don't tell anyone I have a podcast like at all, except for shout out Mike Macklin and you're embarrassed by me. I, I really think we're getting better, but we were so raw. We were yeah, not. yeah, I think it's the fact that we are laughing now in the podcast. I, well, like so before we would talk like this. Yeah, we were taking it too seriously, but now we get kind of. I, so I took notes for our, for this is like a behind the scenes for our three listeners here. I took some notes, um, and I, you know, at the top of the list was stop doing Stephen A. Smith impersonations. <laughs> The second was stop yelling, because yelling does not come across like intelligently um, through this medium. <laughs> and uh, the other one was like, don't get too drunk, because like we we've gotten so drunk on this before, where it, it we can't even remember the name of Mike D'Antoni. <laughs> uh, yeah, that wasn't a bad episode though. Yeah, but well, yeah, that was last episode. So I'm hoping to get, <laughs> hoping to get like one percent better every day, as they say. Oh, wow. That's, uh, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. Okay, well, that's all we have on hockey. <laughs> Clearly, I was ranting about it uh, a lot. So, if we want to move on to the uh, the Major League Baseball. Um, and the only thing we have on, I guess, is what you said, was talking about who's going to be in center field, which is actually a really good point we should have had on the sheet, but we didn't, because I've been thinking about this myself. So, uh, give us a rundown, Joe. Who are our options at center field so right now? So, Adam Hazley is injured. For, what happened to him? Huh? What did he do? Uh, I forget what the injury is. Let me look it up. Um, Sorry, I just asked you a question. I could Google. I'm, I'm Googling it now, so no worries. Is it the – his might be a – it looks like it is a left ab- adductor injury. Mm. I don't even know what that is. That's the – I've injured that before. I've injured my right one, actually. It's like the – like near your groin, but on the oh. front. Okay, yeah, that's no bueno. Um, yeah, so he'll be out for a while. So he's not going to be our starter. 
on starting day for sure. Um, so that means that leaves us with Odubel Herrera, Scott Kingery, huh? Herrera is he even gonna make the team? Like he's such like a weird like he his, he's he, the like, favorite to win the the uh, the center field position right now. I know I, it's just because like he sat out all last year because of the settlement he came to with uh, domestic violence. Yeah, which let's not get into that. Well, the thing is, he came to a settlement, and it's just, so, so like it, when it comes to a settlement with those kinds of things, it's like all right. Both sides agree that he paid a suitable financial amount for to pay for the wrongdoing, and as long as he's not doing it anymore, I'm not. I don't know. Vic did his time. That's what I'm trying to say. Vic did his time. <laughs> um. So yeah, Odubel is the favorite to win the position now. It looks like because Hazley's injured. Uh, that leaves us with Herrera, Mickey Moniak, Scott Kingery, and Roman Quinn are like the four guys that are left that play center field. So is Scott going to play more shortstop, or has that pretty much been given? Because, like, Didi's playing second, isn't he? I think so. Yeah. Or is, is Hernandez still on the team? I don't even know. To be honest with you, I, I know fucking... Uh, what's his face? Is that first? He played left for a while too, Mister. Uh, well, maybe we are drunker than we thought. <laughs> uh, oh, good. Reese, this, this is great for Reece us. Reese Hoskins. Yes. Yeah. Haas. Uh, so he's at first. Freaking thank God. Well, JT won't be at center on starting day, but he'll be at center like most of the season. Um. I think our calling card as a team right now for the Phillies is our lineup, like our batting lineup. Yep. And that's the way we're going to win games is just outscoring every other team all the time because we still don't have pitching. <laughs> like our relief pitchers are still atrocious. Um, so we're just going to have to out-bat everybody all the time. So with that being considered, Odubel is the best batter out of those four. Like, Roman Quinn is, is okay, but, like, his his thing is, like, his base running. Uh, so right. So he'll, he'll still be... Are they still doing the uh, the pinch uh, fucking... Yeah, he can be a pinch hitter or a pinch runner. Yeah, they're still doing that for the uh, National League, right? Well, they're doing a designated hitter this year. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, so, yeah, he'll, I mean, that'll be his role. I don't really think Roman Quinn is in serious discussion as the starting set, as center fielder. Scott has that, been kind of a disappointment. Because we like huh? to give guys we like to give guys days off. So he can definitely be the backup, I would say. I mean and, and that's fine. Um he's, he's not it's not a bad role for him. But uh Scott he's been kind of disappointing this this spring. I think he's best served as like a plug him and play him guy. Like, he can play shortstop, you know, outfield. Um, he, he can just pl- do a lot of different things. So he's very versatile, and I think that's his best role. He w- he got hot last year, like, early on, mm-hmm. and I, I really loved him. Um, he just was he was playing pretty well. But he, he hasn't been playing well this spring, so I don't think it's his. Uh, and then Mickey Moniak, I think they're just going to 
continue to play him like in the minors. So yeah, and Brent, we need him for injuries and stuff. So what? So what do you think? So Kutch is going to continue to play left. I guess. So that's <laughs> like the, I, the, the problem is that's where Hazley usually plays. Is the, it's those two and left. So I don't know what we're going to do. Maybe we. I don't know when McCutcheon's contract is up, but probably once it's over, we'll resign him. Even though I really like him, he's really funny. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know enough about baseball a, to answer those questions. Yeah, we kind of have a we have a bass backwards lineup like roster right now. I'm looking at our outfielders, and we've got one right fielder in Bryce Harper. Then we've got. Like McCutcheon in his prime played center field and now he's playing left, and like, yeah, I don't know. It's so Scott isn't good because that was me as a player. Like I could play anywhere on the outfield, shortstop, because I was like pretty fast. Mm-hmm. So like I don't know. I just I've liked Scott Kingery because he kind of reminds me at, like of a I mean he's a grinder, dude. Of me. We all love Scott. But, oh, oh well. Well, so it looks like Oduble is probably the... He's not even on the roster as far as the Phillies, MLB.com slash Phillies goes. Which is weird. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. What did he say? What did she say? All right, well, that's all I've you got. You send me that video. I will send it to you. I mean, it's okay. just like a three-second clip, but uh, yeah, man. I mean, that's all I've got today. Yeah, we ended up talking way longer we always do. than we thought we would. We always do. This yeah, is like, we, like... we made it to an hour 23 and seven seconds right now. Well, I think if we continue to do an episode a week, they'll probably keep the content lower. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, all right. Um, that about does it for this week. Uh, do you have any final words for our, like, three listeners, Joe? Um, I love you guys. I mean that, and we mean that when we say that. Yeah, I actually do love you, because I know you all personally. Yeah. Even you, Mike, even though we met one time. Dude, that was one of the greatest moments of all time, was Mike getting Mark not to fight that guy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dude, Mark is, like... I told you, he became boys with my yeah. roommate, Rob, from, yeah. like, they called me this morning, so they're, like, four hours behind in Hawaii, mm-hmm. so they called me this morning at six in the morning, because they were walking home from the bars. Oh, fuck them. <laughs> I'm so jealous. I, I fucking woke up at six in the fucking morning, and Rob is, like, uh, nobody's gonna listen to this, so I can say this, but Rob is, like, pissing out the side of his shorts as they're walking home from the bars. I've and done fucking, that, I think. Huh? Yeah, I think I've yeah. Done that. We all been there. And fucking Mark is like, Joe! I was like, I love that you guys are best friends right now, but I want to go the fuck back to sleep. So, yeah. like, just leave me alone. Oh, all right, dude. We heading on Warzone or what? Yeah, I'll get on. All right. <laughs> See you then. All right. Pass on. Oh.